Hey everyone, if you know me, you know that I've been investing in precious metals for many, many years. Once I realized that private banking cartels could drastically manipulate currencies, putting my family savings in jeopardy, I decided to take matters into my own hand and diversify our savings strategy. This is why I buy physical silver and gold and invest in metals through our Roth and 401k. And I only invest with Colonial Metals Group. CMG is the exclusive sponsor of The Shannon Joy Show, and they're helping me set up a safe and secure self-directed IRA where I have access to my assets no matter what the stock market or, for that matter, the government is doing. Let the team of experts at Colonial help you protect your family's future with an extra special offer just for the SJ audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver just for the SJ audience. Join me today and take back your power. Secure your wealth with Colonial Metals Group. To the Shannon Joy Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. We're broadcasting from the Joy Virtual Studio right here in the beautiful Finger Lakes region of New York State. I'm talking so loud. I just woke up the cat. Buddy the cat is curled up in the couch here in the office of the Joy Virtual Studio. We are so glad to be with all of you today. It is Friday. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to let Buddy stay in the office. Maybe he'll come visit you guys today. I won't shoo him away this time because I don't have a guest. We have a great show lined up for you tonight. I'm so glad to be here on Rumble. We are live on Twitter. We're live, Spreely TV, and also, of course, from the Great Smoky Mountains of East Tennessee, Studio 8424 is broadcasting the Shannon Joy Show and rebroadcasting the best of the Shannon Joy Show over the weekend. So make sure you check them out. It's great to be with you, reaching between 80 and 100,000 eyes and ears every single week. I can't believe it on just this little platform created by little old me, Joy Media, completely independent, bumbling and stumbling my way now through self-production. You all have been so incredibly patient with me as I figure out what the heck this show is going to be in 2024. And I have a feeling it's going to evolve over the course of this year. I'm still getting my legs beneath me. As you guys can tell, we have just concluded, this is Friday, the fourth week of self-production. So I am platforming myself, recording myself, taking care of the video and the lighting, the news clips, the guests, you name it. We're doing it all here. I'm a one-woman show. The advertisers, by the way, which is, uh, you know, it's a lot but it is worth it right now to be completely independent. That way I can bring you guys the truth as I see it every single day. So let's go to the live chat and say hello to everyone who is joining us today. We have seen CJ Crumble on the live chat. Thanks. Good to see you, CJ. Also, uh, Studio 8424 is with us. Um, yeah, we have Oh, Aaron Siri on the high wire yesterday was super killer must watch. Aaron Siri is such a... Rockstar. He has been on the Shannon Joy show multiple times. 
He is doing such amazing work. He's just absolutely attacking the liability shield in every way that you can imagine for the COVID-19 vaccines. This is a multi-pronged war for sure. They have every single weapon in their toolkit to not only cover up what they did with the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine in, in 2020, but also perpetuate it and make sure that they keep those power structures in place in 224 and beyond. And that's what we're trying to break up here. So we've got a lot of heavy lifting to do, but I couldn't do it with all of you. Random Roll is with us already four weeks. Where does the time go? I can't believe it. You guys are really patient with me as I, I figure out how to do this show, what the show is going to be, what we're going to cover on a daily basis. I'm looking for a template, a pattern so that we can ease into something that is predictable every week. And so I'm learning uh, today, I have a ton of videos for you. So today is Friday, it's gonna be video clip Friday. I just went through, it's why I'm a little late today because I was, I just got completely involved in uploading and clipping the videos and getting them ready to go. And so I didn't even get into the shower until like 40 minutes ago. So I'm like, like caking my makeup on, blow drying my hair as fast as I possibly can to get ready to do the show. Cause I'm supposed to start it at 11. You guys know I'm always late. It's usually more like 11, 10 or 11, 12. Um, but you know, I love the, I love the idea of being able to just cut my own clips. I'm just learning so much. It's very exciting. So the show is totally organic. Bear with me. This is what it looks like to be a one woman show. And yes, Vidana, Buddy is in the office right now. He's snoozing. I woke him up. He, he like jumped off the couch when I started talking, um, but he's back to sleep and he might come over and visit us today. That's the studio cat, guys, and maybe he'll, he'll pop over and say hello. But no, we have a ton of clips today. We're going to go through the good, the bad, and the ugliest smorgasbord of clips. I was up late last night. I didn't take my shell shock CBD and couldn't sleep. And so, yeah, I watched the entire House Select Subcommittee hearing, uh, the panel of FDA and government health officials, the people in charge of the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, the FDA director. It was a nightmare. And you don't have to watch it because I did for you. And, you know, I like to I like to watch these things in totality every once in a while. Usually I'll go in, I'll read transcripts, sometimes I'll take clips. But every once in a while, I just want to see the whole thing from beginning to end to just see how everything plays out and get an understanding of what's really happening in Capitol Hill. And I can tell you, I'm not confident about this House Select Subcommittee on the response to the COVID-19 pandemic, and especially not this hearing on the vaccine adverse event reporting system. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the program today. But the bombshell news and the clip that I have for you uh, that we're going to get to about halfway through the show is really a revelation. The FDA director admits by accident in this testimony that there was, quote, an avalanche, an avalanche of adverse event reports, meaning vaccine injury reports submitted to the federal government within weeks and months of the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine. And this is why they couldn't get to them. This is why very few people have been compensated through the vaccine um, injury compensation program, but they're not even calling it a vaccine, right? They're calling it a countermeasure, which we've talked about on this program before. That stuck out to me in the hearing that it's the CKIP, not the, the VKIP. The VKIP is the Vaccine Adverse Event, or it's, it's the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. That's what all the other vaccines, when they pay out people 
who are dead or injured, the families of the dead or injured from routine vaccines like the flu shot, measles, mumps, rubella, you name it. Yes, people die and are seriously injured every single year by routine vaccines. No, they're not always safe and effective. That's the VKIP. COVID-19 vaccines do not qualify under VKIP. Did you know that? No, they have a whole special category and a special program run by a very special guy who testified yesterday, who's only paid out, by the way, 11 claims. 11 claims have been paid out since the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccines. Millions of adverse events, injuries and deaths reported at VAERS. Okay, tens of thousands of claims for vaccine injury, COVID-19 vaccine injury, 11 payouts, averaging $3,000 per payout. It's outrageous. These people are monsters. They're monsters. There's a reason that that is in the title of the program today, because I watch these people, very respectable men, right? testify in front of Democrats and Republicans who gave them a lot of respect, much more respect than they deserved, and lied to the population and gaslit the population. And were actually proud of themselves, right? It's a bizarre situation in Washington, D.C. right now. This is why I don't think there are answers in Washington, D.C., to be honest. But so, yeah, I watched that whole thing for you. A lot of revelations came out of that, and we're going to play a clip for you on that today on the Shannon Joy Show. We are almost up over 100 live viewers just on Rumble alone. So if you guys want to go ahead, if you like the show and you want to help us out, help us grow organically in 2024, I'd love it if you just gave us a follow or a thumbs up or a like or a comment on the live chat. So if you do that right now, I think we can get up over 100. Keep pushing this out. Keep sharing this show with everyone you know. That is how we grow. We aren't often favored by the algorithms on Twitter or on Rumble, but we have a very real, very organic audience. And you guys are so loyal. You are so supportive. You shop at the advertisers. You take care of me via the the contributions at theshannonjoy.com. You guys are amazing. Could not do it without you. Mopar2122, who is on the live chat right now, said shock jock Marjorie Taylor Green had a fun post on Twitter when she said she's not a doctor but is an expert on calling out BS. And she did. And that's what she's really good at, Marjorie Taylor Green. Unfortunately, her line of questioning was... 100 level at best. She went back and looked at vaccine adverse event reporting from three years ago, just went over the cumulative numbers, didn't really press anyone on the panel as to what they did with those numbers, how many of those cases they had investigated, how many people they work on investigating those cases. She could have asked them about vSafe. The vSafe data is out now, and it is even more devastating than the VAERS data. The vSafe data as you all know, Aaron Siri was on my show, not last week, but the week before. And we went through in great detail the devastating data coming out of VSAFE, another government program that these gentlemen who are on the panel have access to and information about. But no one on the panel, Republican or Democrat, asked them about that. I would love to get Aaron Siri on a panel to ask these docs those questions. And see, that's the problem with these panels, with these Republican-led panels. They're not really interested in boxing these guys in or getting to real truths or getting real answers. It's more about 
grandstanding in some cases. God bless Marjorie Taylor Greene. At least she's she's saying or he, she's acknowledging some truths. But again, like everything else in the world, it's a great big limited hangout. It's a little bit of truth, but not all of the truth. And what was really disturbing to me about this the um, House Select Subcommittee on the response to COVID-19 was the fact that Wenstrup, who is the Republican leader of the committee, he's a doctor, he's a disaster. He was congratulatory to these fellows. He bent over backwards to make them feel accommodated, right? And he went in, you know, the major, major, the sentiment from everyone on that panel, and there were probably about eight Democrats and Republicans. So, you know, four Democrats, four Republicans, and then you had the leader. Um, the, the, the biggest issue that all, they all had, the, the thing that was most troubling to all of them, because we know that COVID-19 vaccines saved millions of lives. And we know that this was the single greatest accomplishment of the federal government ever, the, the response to the COVID-19 vaccine, right? The pandemic. Right. And, uh, you know, they know that that if it weren't for the actions of these gentlemen that they are questioning today, then then tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, more people would have died. Right. Like that's the sentiment of the subcommittee. Save Marjorie Taylor Greene and one other guy who was pretty good. I forget what his name was. And he had a he had a pretty decent line of questioning. I think he was from Texas. It's pretty obvious. Or maybe it was that woman. I don't know. Anyway, so they were, you know, the sentiment was that the pandemic was indeed like the worst thing that ever happened once in a lifetime pandemic. Okay. According to Wenstrup and that the vaccine was great. It was a huge accomplishment, but you know, there were some problems and then they, they didn't capture enough vaccine injury and they weren't clear enough in their language. Words matter. Words matter, said Wenstrup over and over. It was nauseating, okay? So he's lecturing them on not communicating to the American people that vaccines could injure you or that injuries were happening. And they weren't clear enough about myocarditis, but you know what? We can fix that. We're interested in restoring trust in the FDA and the CDC and the federal government. That was the main mission. It was restoring trust in the government and institutions because people feel lied to about the vaccines and preparing for the next pandemic. You heard me right. They were all talking about when the next pandemic comes, we have to get it right. So we need more funding for the FDA, more funding for the vaccine injury uh, compensation programs, more funding and more staff. To staff up to staff up the adverse event reporting system and so on and so forth. That was the mission. They were absolutely distraught over the plummeting vaccine uptake in the United States of America, which was hilarious. Okay, three of the Republicans and all of the Democrats, including Wenstrup, were just devastated by the fact that moms and dads are not getting routine childhood vaccines. For their kids, they are devastated by the fact that most Americans, 90% of them, are not taking COVID-19 boosters, and they trotted out a bunch of stats, and they were all, their panties weren't a bunch over it, they were plump, they were fainting on the couch, clutching their pearls over the fact that Americans don't trust the medical industrial complex or the government or these vaccines, which I thought was a beautiful thing, okay? So it was entertaining in, in 
watching, you know, the government apparatus and these politicians. I mean, you can tell, and this is everything that I've been telling you guys, right? I have been telling you that vaccine uptake, that is the single largest signal. And we accomplish that without the mainstream media, without conservative media, without the big talkers, without Bizarro Con or Con Inc. or anyone in the Republican Party or the conservative movement. We, the medical freedom movement, accomplish that with no resources, no platforms, and just a a handful of people out there telling the truth as early as 2020. As early as 2020, I was telling my audience, every COVID-19 road leads to forced or coerced vaccination, period. And we had people like Jeffrey Tucker and Justin Hart and Alex Berenson at the time and Naomi Wolf at the time, right? Gummy Bear on Twitter and Aaron Siri and the folks over at Highwire and Bobby Kennedy Jr., right? There weren't many of us on team reality in 2020. And we were thrilled to welcome people like Brett Weinstein and Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough in 2021, the spring of 2021, when their voices were so necessary. We needed well-established, respected medical doctors at that moment in time to come out and give at least a little bit of concern about the safety and efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines. And they did that. And and that helped to inform enough Americans, 25% of Americans refused the COVID-19 vaccines. The word got out that vaccines were killing people, thanks to people like Ed Dowd and our friends over at Died Suddenly, the Died Suddenly producers, and a lot of the medical freedom movement platforms. People began to know about myocarditis and pericarditis and and the blood clots and the strokes, the heart attacks, the turbo cancers, right? And people saw it in their own lives, their own anecdotal stories. You can talk to anyone they have a COVID story. COVID's not over. People are not over what happened to us in 2020. And it's very evident. I don't care what the consultants tell you, what the Republican consultants tell you. You know, this is why Trump isn't addressing this. And there are no Republicans addressing this on the campaign trail right now, save a few. And they do it reluctantly. Okay. The ones that do. I'm glad for them, but they do it reluctantly. But it's all because the consultants and the politicos And all the smartest men in the room are telling them that no one cares about COVID-19. It's over. It's done. No one wants to go back in history. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, we do. And Ed Dowd had a killer, killer segment with Maria Z just a couple days ago where he lays out exactly what I've been talking about. This movement is not going anywhere. It's only getting stronger and it's going to be a force in the 2024 election. Ed Dowd is saying that Biden and Trump are going to be forced to talk about this issue. Number one, because of you and me. Number two, because of these platforms and our friends over at Brownstone and Daily Clout and the Epic Times and Highwire and Children's Health Defense. There are too many of us They can't box us in anymore. The movement is too strong. And number three, because of Bobby Kennedy Jr. on the campaign trail. Like him or dislike him. Vote for him or don't vote for him. I haven't even decided yet what I'm going to do. However, the fact that he's in this race 
is going to be the single most important factor in forcing this issue into the laps of the guys who did this to us. And that would be Donald Trump and Biden, the two degenerate octogenarians that we are forced to choose from because we can't have nice things here in the United States of America, okay? So I would highly recommend, well, I wouldn't recommend it. It's very informative to go in and watch at least a couple of these hearings Can you? because you can see where the congressmen are. You can see that the Republicans have no intention whatsoever of moving the ball forward. Marjorie Taylor Greene, God bless her. Um, at least she gets the clip and she clips and she gets the larger narrative out there. So I'm thankful for that. But it's not really going to move the bar. They gave these guys a pass for the most part. When we come back, we're going to look at some of those videos. But yeah, we're going to look at the best videos of the week. I went through, had a lot of fun pulling out some of my favorite clips of the week that I'm going to share with you today. You're going to be outraged and disturbed at the beginning, but then by the end, you're going to be you're going to be um, enlightened and encouraged and hopefully ready to go, ready to rest this weekend and come back next Monday and continue this battle because we are in it. We're in it. It's 2024 and it's all going to go down. Um, we need every man on deck, every one of you activating in your own way, according to your own unique talents and abilities from your own corner of the world. There is something we all can do. Mary Tally Bowden, one of our favorite docs from out of uh, Texas, one of the most persecuted doctors in the country for prescribing and saving her patients using ivermectin in the dark days of 2020. She has put together an amazing list. She is well over a hundred national, um, you know, elected officials and politicians, people running for elected office who have signed on to a pledge to get rid of the COVID-19 vaccines, to pull these toxic, deadly jabs off the market. And she isn't stopping. She started a super PAC. She's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Doing amazing work from her own corner of the world in Texas. Right? She doesn't have a huge platform. She's a doctor. She sees patients every day. She comes on the Shannon Joy show from time to time to update us on what she's up to. Right, But we can all do something. We can all find something to do. And believe me, much of it's not going to happen within Washington, D.C. from elected official officials. And that's very evident when you see the line of questioning, the softballs that were tossed by Republicans to the head of the FDA, it was just, it was a disgrace. And these people are monsters. They don't care. They don't care. They can look at 1.5 million vaccine injuries and deaths reported on the VAERS reporting. They can see the, the V-safe data right in front of them. They can have a vaccine injured woman in the audience behind them whose life has, life has been absolutely destroyed. Okay. She's spent months in the hospital with auto, I believe autoimmune disease, uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, you name it. Her life has been destroyed. She entered into a clinical trial because she wanted to do the right thing for her country. They couldn't even deign to turn around and look at her. Okay. They have no hearts. They have no souls. They look at these death numbers and it's just another, it's just another chart or graph. They don't look at people as humans. You are collateral damage. If the vaccine kills you, it doesn't matter. Your collateral damage. If it injures you and debilitates you for the rest of your life, you'll be lucky if you get a penny from the federal government and they're going to make you work for it. They are cold-hearted bastards. 
cold-hearted monsters that I witnessed yesterday on that select committee. And I'll tell you what, the politicians asking the questions, just as cold-hearted, even the Republicans. Because to sit there and to pat yourself on the back and scoff at potentially tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of, of debilitating injuries and deaths, and pat yourself on the back as job well done, and then talk about expanding the program for the next pandemic, when you yourself said that this was a once in a lifetime situation, that was another thing that came from the FDA director. He said, oh, well, we weren't ready. We weren't ready for the avalanche of adverse event reports coming into VAERS. We weren't ready for them because this was a once in a lifetime pandemic, which it wasn't. It was a manufactured pandemic. It was a propaganda pandemic. It was a fear pandemic, but it was never a real, in the real definition in sense of the word pandemic, a worldwide deadly pandemic, right? But it was a once in a lifetime, he says. And then in the next breath, he talks about the next pandemic where this happens again. So they're planning the next one. They're telling you it was a once in a lifetime pandemic while they're planning for disease X or whatever the next fear porn tactic they were gonna use to try to lock you down, lock you up and poison your body and force vaccinate you. Oh, they had no problem with coercive vaccination, by the way, either. There was a discussion about that. No one cares that you were forced to vaccinate. You just need a better system for reporting your death or injury, right? The government can force you, the military can force you, your college can force you, your state or locality can force you. And they, want, they wanted vaccine mandates so bad in 2021. And it was the medical freedom movement that stopped them. They would have had them if it weren't for us. They would have had those mandates. There would have been mandates for public education. There would have been mandates, serious mandates to enter bars, restaurants, society. They wanted that so bad. And they trotted it out with the university universities and they trotted it out across the country, red state and blue with the hospital mandates and the military mandates and people raged against them. If we hadn't raged against those mandates and fought them tooth and nail in every aspect possible, whether it was local lawsuits, state lawsuits, federal lawsuits, organizations, demonstrations, you name it, everything but the kitchen sink we threw back at them when they were rolling out those vaccines and urgently, desperately trying to get us to 99%, like Israel and New Zealand and Australia. That's what they wanted. We stopped them here in America, 25% of us, probably 30. That is uniquely American. That didn't happen anywhere else in the world where they rolled out this propaganda, and we did it. We did it. But they wanted those mandates. And that was something that was off the table in yesterday's hearing. Oh, they didn't care about the, man the mandates. No one even talked about the mandates, save Marjorie, Taylor Greene, maybe, and one other person. No, 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 no. When the next deadly pandemic happens, the next disease acts, they just want more federal health officials and bigger systems, government bureaucracies, to collect all the data about your vaccine death and injury. That's what they want. That was Wenstrup, Dr. Wenstrup, the Republican leader of the committee. I was not impressed.
in case you can't tell. I just was not impressed with it. Not at all. All right. We got 156 of you watching right now on Rumble. That's amazing. So thrilled. Just on Rumble. We're also live on Twitter. If you're on Twitter right now, give us a comment, thumbs up, or retweet this for us. We're also on Spreely TV. That is Roku TV and Apple TV. Obviously, the Shannon Joy Show is available on every podcast platform available in this country. And of course, our heritage blowtorch, 50,000 watt news radio station, News Radio Wham, 1180 AM every evening. It's a clear channel signal. They reach up into Canada, down the East Coast, and I am so thankful for them. We are beginning the, the process of launching the new website. If you want to go to theshanandjoy.com, theshanandjoy.com. It is old. It's clunky right now. You're not going to like it. But behind the scenes, we are creating a brand spanking new gorgeous, gorgeous website. We're building it from the bottom up, and that is going to be the hub for the Shannon Joy Show. That is where you're going to be able to contact me, get in touch with me, know everything that we're doing. It's a place for all of us to connect in case I get tossed off of any of these platforms because you never know when that's going to happen. And it is an election year. And really wacky things happen during an election year. People get censored. They get tossed off of platforms. Remember 2020? Well, it was 2021. So that was after the election. But, you know, I was one of the, the relatively small number of offenders that was permanently suspended from Twitter um, in 2021. And so I know what it's like. And I've been tossed off radio stations before. I've been tossed off platforms. I've been dumped by my producers. And it's usually because um, I'm a little bit contrarian and I want to tell the truth. And sometimes that doesn't work for some of my platforms. But um, no, the, the Shannon Joy Show is going to be the hub. And I could not do that without all of you and all of your contributions at the Shannon Joy Show. So thank you so much for contributing. Just go to theshannonjoy.com, theshannonjoy.com. Even though the website is old and clunky, we can still take donations, and we would appreciate those from you. So right now we got 158 viewers on Rumble. If you're watching right now, please give us a thumbs up. Give us a follow, okay? If you follow this show every time we go live, you will know, and uh, you can watch, and this also helps us with the algorithm. I love to hear from you on the comments. I often try to respond back on the comments. And of course, the live chat is the most fun. We have the best, smartest, most articulate, friendliest chatters on Rumble. So I want you guys to join the live chat and uh, join the party because it is super fun. We're going to go to break real quick. When we come back, I have eight videos for for you guys today. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And so we're going to try this on the Shannon Joy Show. I haven't done like a big, big video show before. But I've organized them all. I got all my clips ready and they're really good clips. And I want to share them with you. It's kind of like the best of the best of the week. Well, the worst of the worst and the best of the best. And uh, we're going to start with just a couple snacks from Davos, right? Um, Just to remind you of how bad things can get. And I think I should do this every week. We've got to hear Klaus Schwab in his own words and all the other crazies over at Davos. Um, They came, I mean, just when you think it gets bad, right? The bugs are the least of it. Eating the bugs are the least of the least of it at this point. These guys have really psychotic plans for humanity in 2024 and beyond. And this is why we come together every single day because, well, we don't want their plans. And we've got to stick together, find each other, and help each other, educate each other so that we can fight back against these psycho elites. All right. So when we come back, keep it tuned right here. But when we come back, we are going to go straight to my video clips, but first we're going to hear from 
one of my amazing, amazing advertisers, Shellshock CBD. So take a look. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, everyone. Just want to pause for a moment to thank our sponsors over at Shellshock CBD. That is shellshockcbd.com. Make sure you use the promo code SHANNONJOY for 10% off all of their products. We love this company, and I want to draw your attention today to a study that I found from 2014 published at NIH. This is a double-blind, randomized placebo-controlled parallel group study of THE CBD spray and peripheral neuropathic pain treatment. And in the conclusion of this study, they found, and I quote, these findings demonstrate that in a meaningful, a meaningful proportion of otherwise treatment-resistant patients, clinically important improvements in pain, sleep quality, and SGIC of the severity of their condition are obtained with the, C- the THC CBD spray. So as you know, we've been talking about the medicinal benefits of CBD. I use a non-THC CBD product called Rackout from Shellshock CBD that has me sleeping like a baby. And there are more and more studies out there showing that CBD is a really great alternative for people who want to stay off pharmaceutical products. And that's why I love the folks over at Shellshock CBD. They have a whole variety of tinctures and creams and gummies and CBD products, both THC and non-THC, which is what I use, that are helping people to ease of a whole variety of problems, whether it's stress, anxiety, sleeplessness, or even pain. They have the topical cream called Topical Thunder that people swear by. The reviews are fantastic. And as I've mentioned, the Rackout gummies, which is what I use when I can't sleep. It's an amazing product. I would love for you guys to try it out. If you go to shellshockcbd.com, that's shellshockcbd.com. You can get some of their products, the gummies particularly, in sample packs so that you don't have to buy and invest in the whole product. You can try it out, see it if you like it. And as John Burke always says, if you are not completely satisfied, they always give you a 100% money back guarantee. That is how confident they are in their products over at Shellshock CBD. So please support the companies that support the Shannon Joy Show. Go to shellshockcbd.com right now today. Put in that promo code Shannon Joy and uh, begin to experience the benefits of the medicinal um, benefits of uh, Shell Shock CBD. We'll be back in a moment. Thanks for listening to the Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. As you all know, the Joy family is super sporty. We all play volleyball. The kids are playing beach volleyball in the summer, high school volleyball in the fall. And right now we are traveling across the country almost every weekend, different city every weekend, playing club volleyball. And uh, the kids need good nutrition. Very difficult to be healthy on the road. Sometimes they're playing you know, up to five games a day, 10 games in a weekend, and they need the vitamins and minerals. They need the nutrition. And I'm so thrilled to partner up with Field of Greens so that they can get all of the vitamins and the nutrients and the nutrition that they need to supplement their regular diet and keep them full of energy and healthy on the court. Also, healing after these long tournaments is really important. And the product line over at Field of Greens is fantastic. It is an easy way to make sure that your family is getting 
the nutrients that they need all natural every single day. Go to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com and plug in the promo code Shannon. You can check out their whole lineup of products. And if you put in that promo code Shannon, you'll get 15% off your order. So we're super excited to partner up with them and looking forward to a super healthy, super healthy 2023. And we're back. Welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. We're going to trot out some of the videos that I picked for you, some of the best of the week and the worst of the week. But I want to go to the live chat real quick. I was reading some of your comments, and I just wanted to read some some of them out loud. Madonna is on the live chat. You guys have just great comments. I'm seeing a lot of people talking about people that they know, people in their own um, ecosystem or in their own community groups who were injured by the vaccines or died from the vaccines or died shortly after the vaccines. And that's something that I see very, very consistently as they try to tell us that this is all over and they try to gaslight us into thinking that it's long COVID or COVID-19, the virus, which is ca causing the spike in new turbo cancers, fast moving cancers, or the spikes in myocarditis or pericarditis, uh, you know, clots, strokes, you name it. You know, um, if you talk to people and you open the door for them, even normies, even people who are not in our ecosystem, who are not red pilled at this point, um, they will tell you stories of people, their aunt, their uncle, their cousin, their coworker who got the shot and was dead the next day or got the shot and was diagnosed with cancer three days later or got the shot in this or that or the other or the booster. Right. Um, in addition to those anecdotes, there is a mountain of evidence, a, a mountain of evidence that has not been presented to this House Select Committee and or in the federal government. That's another area that is a little frustrating to me. Marjorie Taylor Greene and some of these uh, congressmen have to go to off-site locations to host the testimony of people like Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone, because this official hearing that is run by this, this Congressman Wenstrup fellow, who is a total pro-vaxxer gaslighter, um, apparently they don't want to hear from people like Aaron Siri. They don't want to hear from people like RFK Jr. They don't want to hear from people like Dr. McCullough or uh, Dr. Malone, at least at this point. I could be wrong. Maybe they did testify at some point, but I think I would have known about it. I think I would have seen it. All I've seen from those guys are, you know, side room conference rooms somewhere in Washington, D.C., where they have to do a bootleg hearing in order to get these guys somewhat on the record. But these are not official hearings. Why? Maybe we should ask Congressman Wenstrup about that or other members of the committee. Just on a side note. So I agree, Madonna. Um, but yeah, you know, Vedana says my my spidey sense is up on Marjorie Taylor Greene, probably because she is a Trump sycophant. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, Team Trump approved her outburst yesterday on uh, the panel. You know, I think that people like MTG, they just keep the Trump people sati satiated. So she delivers a one liner every once in a while. She gets everyone up. It's a hot take. Or, you know, you're like cheering her on because she really took it to the FDA director. But as I mentioned, nothing really happens. Nothing really comes out of it, right? She's just mad and angry and she calls their BS 
she's real tough. It's like the Trey Gowdy thing in Benghazi. Remember how much we loved Trey Gowdy? Like he was the best. And you're like, yeah, go Trey. And you just get this rush of dopamine. And you're like, he gets my issues, you know, but eventually over time, nothing ever happens. And they trot these people out, I think, to do that. I think Matt Gates is another one of those. They're totally in bed with Trump and Trump is going to do his best to never address this because he's complicit in it. He did it to us along with Joe Biden. So Vedana, my spidey senses are up on MTG too, I got to say. Mopar 2122, uh, well, I say I knew two ladies in nursing homes who died, no doubt, from the vax, yet I personally know at least 10 people or from the, from the COVID, but I know at least 10 people who undoubtedly died from the jab effects through turbo cancer or heart problems. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was really, really bad. Random Roll says vitamin D will have saved far more people compared to their vax. Um, I agree. I have been on vitamin D for well over five years. And I'm talking 5,000 IUs a day pretty religiously. I am, am really, really careful with my vitamin D. And at this point, among other things, right, I watch, you know, I watch my weight and I, I try to, you know, be somewhat healthy. But yeah, knock on wood, I've never even had COVID. I haven't been sick. I haven't been sick since COVID. I'm going to knock on wood right now. I don't know why. Uh, Random World also has to say, yeah, it's very convenient for pharma that the vac uh, vaccines can't be proven to have caused the strokes, the deaths, et cetera. Um, it's correlation, but it's a powerful correlation. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't study causation because they know what they'll find, right? It's very convenient that all they have is correlation, right? You roll out the vaccines and you have 1.5 million reports of adverse in injury and death to a system that admits they only capture 1% of all the reports in the actual vaccine injuries. Yeah, VAERS, there's been a study on VAERS done. It was a Harvard study that showed that VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, only captured about 1%, less than 1% of all of the vaccine injuries and deaths because most people don't know it exists and most people don't know how to make a report and most regular people can't make a report the reports have to come from a medical doctor a nurse a hospital administrator or an official you can file your own various report but it's very very difficult and that's why no one does it right so they're like oh well yeah there's a correlation there that we have 1.5 million adverse events and deaths, but you see, we can't we can't establish the causation. Well, why can't you establish the causation? Well, we haven't studied it. Well, that's convenient that you haven't studied it. Meanwhile, we do have studies. We have uh, we have studies from across Europe. We have autopsy studies that have been done. We have anecdotals. We have everything. If they had Ed Dowd, Aaron Siri, Peter McCullough, Dr. Malone, Steve Kirsch and a couple others on that panel to testify, it would establish beyond a reasonable doubt, I believe, that COVID-19 vaccines are deadly and they're killing people. They need to be pulled from the market. But the Republicans won't do that because again, this is a limited hangout. This is to satiate you a little bit, make you think that they're doing something, but they don't intend on doing anything. We're gonna have to push them to do it, okay? We just are. Yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible terrible stories tragic tragic stories broken bodies I, I just can't believe this has happened in our country it's really 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 bad but they have more planned for us so let's go to our videos let's see what we can do like i said i have eight videos they're short clips to play for you today 
It is the good, the bad, and the ugly, the best and the worst of the week, and it's Friday. And mainly because I don't want to do that much work and I don't want to do that much talking, but here we are 45 minutes into the show, 40 minutes into the show, and all I've done is talk. What about that? You guys are so patient with me. All right, so let's do, um, let's go to Davos. Let's start with the big guys, okay? These are the guys I think most established. They have the most money. They're connected to all the big banks. They're connected to all the big technocrats, Elon Musk and Bill Gates and all the movers and shakers in the new 21st century global economy where you have nothing and you're happy. You're eating bugs. You're in the, the 200 square foot box in a smart city. You can't go anywhere or do anything. They tell you what to do and they know what you think, but they live in their data communities. Uh, they have the run of the planet. Okay, and that's that's the vision of the elites. They don't want us little cockroaches running around, traveling, getting on planes, going places, and generally messing things up. It's really the sentiment. I can't, you know, I think that you know, if you listen to them long enough and you read their works long enough, you get an idea of what they are. But bugs are the least of it. Okay, they're up to some seriously, seriously scary stuff. And this has been one, this was one of the, the most concerning that I have seen on Twitter. Take a look at this panel from Davos and what she had to say about implanting false memories in the near future, in the technocratic utopia envisioned by these nutbags. Here we go. Are convicted in their belief. Uh, and so, you know, to Jack's point about using some of the, the lie detection technology, particularly for eyewitnesses, not only can we put information in without blowing up your brain, um, we can put it in and then you can believe it so sincerely uh, that the problem is you can testify to that effect. And in fact, wow. we've seen this in a number of ways that police were doing lineups um, where the suggestibility of the information was so strong that people would later identify a person that they'd seen. You know, for example, you show a picture lineup and only one person has on a jacket and nobody else does. Um, and then when you go to the live lineup, uh, because your brain triggered that there was something different about that person, you identify the person who you've just seen uh, but not realizing that it's because of some difference. And then you've seen them twice and now you're asked to testify as an eyewitness and you're so convicted um, about having seen that person commit the crime, even though that person's utterly innocent, uh, that it becomes a planted memory. And so there's some really interesting research that we can plant false memories in the brain. Uh, and in a different context, um, one of the emerging areas that's really interesting in law and neuroscience is pain detection. Mm. Um, and once we understand the circuitries that uh, cause pain, I guess the question is, could we then instill pain and use that mm. in many coercive measures uh, in the legal system as well? So. Wow, that's amazing. Did you want to add anything, Brian? Thanks for listening to The Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, I am so psyched to be working with the folks over at Colonial Metals Group. You guys know that I am all about personal empowerment, never living in fear or waiting for some politician to save you. Being at the whim of the stock market or the current administration does not make me feel safe or secure, but having a self-directed IRA where I can safely store physical gold and silver, assets that have stood the test of time, makes a lot of sense to me. Let the team of experts at CMG help you protect your family's future. Maybe you're just getting started, maybe you're already in a 401k or an IRA, or maybe you're thinking about your parents' retirement. 
Regardless of your situation, Colonial Metals Group can help. We put together a special offer for this audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver. Don't sit around waiting for a politician to save you. Save yourself, protect your wealth, and call Colonial Metals Group today. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Amazing. Did you want to add anything, Brian? Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? These people are psychos. Did you hear what she said? <laughs> they're so glad they're not blowing up your brains. Thank you very much. I appreciate that you haven't blown up my brain with the information you have implanted into my brain. By the way, if you think Elon Musk is going to save you from any of this, he's the guy that just implanted the first chip in someone's brain. So his whole Neuralink technology, Elon Musk is a problem here, okay? So let's just, let's put a pin in Elon Musk before we start worshiping him like Joe Rogan and Brett Weinstein. I have a clip of that too as well. I'm gonna play for you today. This woman said with a straight face, with a straight face on a panel in Davos, as they plan out the future for all of us little people, right? That they, they are on the precipice without blowing up our brains of implanting memories and controlling how we think, controlling how we testify, and even instill, instilling fear and pain in us to coerce us to admit to, to crimes or comply with the system or whatever these crazy psychos want to do. And they say it, they, they chuckle, and well, Brian, want to add anything? That's, am that's amazing, Brian. I mean, so this is the shit they want to do. And, they, and it's a straight face. It's a straight face. They are excited about the future. And if you don't believe her, let's just listen to Klaus Schwab on his own, right? Because those are the tactics and the techniques. When they can establish via vaccine programs that the government or a government entity or a bureaucracy can force you or coerce you because of a fear pandemic or an event or an emergency, to undergo a medical intervention against your will. That was COVID-19. That was the vaccine rollout. They did that in an attempt to normalize and legalize the seizing of human bodies. That's why they did it. They weren't able to accomplish that in the United States of America, but they were in Israel, Australia, New Zealand, and other Western democracies. Okay? The next step is the next phase, whatever the next emergency is. And then when they decide they want to implant you or they want to inject you with something else for whatever reason, to monitor or control or save you or keep you safe, whatever it is that they use, this is the next step. And they're very, very excited about it. It's minority report kind of stuff. And if you don't believe her, listen to Klaus, here he is. Just think of the power of the combination of artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and big data. Uh, so it's a combination of the different technologies which really bring the fundamental change. And finally, um, I think we have to be prepared for a world where we see a fusion of our 
physical, our digital, and our biological uh, dimensions. So it will be a world integrating the physical, biological, and um, the uh, di uh, digital dimensions. So it will be a new world. And um, I'm looking for a minister in 10 years, uh, probably it will be completely different from what it is now. But we have, as you also mentioned in your speech, I think we have to remain optimists. Thank you. Oh, I'm super optimistic. Are you guys super optimistic about this guy? Uh, um, we're gonna merge our physical, our digital, digital and our biological bodies and lives, right? A, a world with, with quantum mechanics or quantum physics or whatever he said and, and big data and artificial intelligence. And he's so, yeah, you're right. This guy does need his nuts kicked in. This guy, this guy is crazy. These people are psychos. They're psychos. And, and they believe, I mean, this is God complex times a million. Megalomaniac, control freak lunatics. They have all the money, they have all the power, and they have all the motive. They want it all, okay? And we learned a lot from Michael Yan. By the way, you guys loved the Michael Yan interview. I got so much response back. And I didn't even think it was a very good interview. I thought I interrupted him too much. And I'm never, ever satisfied with my interviews. Um, you all yell at me. I do interrupt. I know. I know. It's, I'm working on it. And I do tend to say, uh -huh, yeah, I know. I get you guys. You guys let me know. Okay. You let me know when I don't interview well. And uh, so I didn't even think it was that great of an interview, mainly because he's just, he's an encyclopedia, Michael Yan. And so he will go. I mean, if I let him go, he will tell you, I mean, world history and he'll go for three hours. So I, at times I had to like break in and cut him off and try to kind of keep a linear theme to the show. And, uh, but I'm gonna have him on again. He's, he's unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. In fact, he invited me down to Panama. He has a whole group of people in Panama right now, including Ann Vandersteel and a few other people. And I'd love to go, but you know what? I don't have a passport. I'm such a simple country girl, Rube. I just realized like in order to get to Panama, I would have to get a passport. And so I got to apply for that. Um, you know, so the next time an amazing opportunity pops up, I can, I can jump on it, but he's, he's unbelievable. You guys really, really appreciated that interview. And I did too. He did all the work. But he talked about, you've got to understand the history of the world in the context of war, which is con conquest, period. We have to start stop being dummies as citizens. We have to stop being stupid and foolish and thinking that our governments love us and want to protect us and just want to do the right thing. No, our government is our adversary, will always be our adversary. And so are these large corporations and non-governmental organizations and large international bodies. They are our enemies. If we allow them to seize us and seize our property and seize our wealth, they will. They'd rather do it without a war. They'd rather coerce us into it or trick us into it. And believe me, with AI, social media, propaganda, and the sophisticated methods that they deploy, which we saw deployed in 2020, it's, it's, actually, it's actually easier than I thought and probably easier than they thought to get people to inject themselves with poison that will kill them, okay? Wouldn't you much, it's, it's much cleaner, it's a lot less bloody, they don't have blood on their hands, to just convince people to poison themselves through your propaganda than it is to do it yourself. But make no mistake, 
They are no different than the tyrants of the 18th century or the 17th century or in biblical times. Okay, they will, they will, they will murder, they will plunder, they will raise villages, they will burn them to the ground. And yeah, it was a little more violent in the old days. Now they do it in a very sterile way in hospitals on COVID floors. They do it through injection, right? You know, injection of a shot rather than an actual shot or actual wars with with planes and and ammunition and you know front lines and so on and so forth. So we just gotta get this. We can't be stupid because they're telling us exactly what they're going to do and what they want. And what do they want? Everything, everything. You can see how entitled Klaus Schwab is. You can see the God complex that afflicts every person that attends Davos. They are the masters of the universe. And that includes Bill Gates, and that includes Elon Musk. We are thankful for Musk, I'm thankful for Twitter, but I'm not a dummy. And I don't believe for a second that I won't be at risk or truth tellers won't be at risk for deplatforming in the future, if not 2024, beyond. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope there are enough of us out there closing in. And you know, Elon is somewhat rogue. You never know what he's gonna do, all right? So that's where I am with that. But apparently our only hope is Elon, okay? I mean, this is what Brett Weinstein is setting us up for. And this video, everyone was super excited because uh, Brett Weinstein went on Joe Rogan and Weinstein has been everywhere, okay? Brett is being um, completely, he's completely oversaturating uh, independent and alternative and medical freedom news media. He's everywhere. Facts, he was one of the guys that Michael Yan brought down to, to Panama. And he was actually the one that really broke the story about the invasion into the mainstream, into the country on Tucker Carlson's show. So Brett is everywhere, okay? And there is this emergence of this new kind of, well, he describes it here. All right, so um, we're up against Klaus and Bill Gates and these these psychos, all right, in elite global governance. And right now it seems, or at least we're being told by people that our only hope is like a new king, a new leader to emerge that is going to save us from Klaus and Bill. Well, that leader appears to be, and again, remember, earlier this week, my interview with Sasha Latipova, who was the guy that came up in the interview with Tucker Carlson and Vladimir Putin. By the way, who is platforming Tucker? It's Elon, okay? Make no mistake, Tucker works for Elon Musk. Tucker works for Elon Musk, from my opinion, my perspective, okay? Fox was his old boss, boss, Elon's the new boss. And I think that Elon was behind arranging the interview between Putin and Tucker. And who came out smelling like roses? in that interview, who was the one guy that was elevated to a world leader, the only guy that Putin mentioned negotiating with in that interview it wasn't Biden, it wasn't Trump, it was Elon Musk. That's why I tweeted shortly after that interview, one thing is very clear to me, Vladimir Putin sees Elon Musk as the de facto leader of the United States of America, regardless of political elections and electoral politics, okay? You see this here, the theme that I, I reported to you that I've been witnessing, you see it here now between Brett Weinstein and Joe Rogan. Again, 
I'm thankful for both of them and their limited hangouts. <laughs> I'm thankful for what they do, pushing these topics into the fore, okay? But I'm taking everything with a grain of salt. You gotta be wise as serpent and gentle as doves, right? Like you gotta look for people's angles. What's your angle, okay? Everyone has an angle. Some people more angles than, other, than others, okay? But we can't <laughs> make them our saviors and our heroes. The solutions, I always tell you guys, bottom up. Local organization, local bonds, community bonds, sharing, independent media, all those things. I don't need to go into all of it and preach to you. You guys know what I think about that, okay? Elon's not gonna save you. The select committee in the house is not gonna save you. Trump is not gonna save you. Joe Rogan certainly is not gonna save you. Save you. He's high all the time. The guy can't get through a show without getting lit on his show. Okay, so let's take it with a grain of salt. These people are not the brilliant saviors, but this is what they had to say. This is what this is what the new narrative is that we just have to be cognizant of. Doesn't mean you don't listen to them and value what they're bringing, but you just got to take it with a grain of salt. Here we go. There's there's now a a very influential if not powerful group of people across a wide spectrum discussing what those elites are up to right we even i think have elites of our own i i i can't be certain but musk doesn't look like he's on their team to me he's not on their team that's what i think well oh, really? he's insanely wealthy yeah. and independent and an actual legitimate genius in a world of fools. Right. And I think... Not flawless. Not flawless. He, he gets out of line every now and then. He gets a little wacky. He does. But he's fun. He's restless. He's a fun guy to have at the helm. And I think uh, he, looks at the, he looks at what is being plotted against us and sees it as a fun challenge to confront it. So that's... Yeah. And he has the resources to do it, unlike most people. And has the courage to do something like completely overpay for Twitter and then have the advertisers lock him out. And literally in a discussion with, with the guy from the New York Times, he goes, go fuck yourself. Go fuck. Let me be clear. Go fuck yourself. Yep. I don't care. You're trying to blackmail me with money. Go fuck yourself. Right. And nobody uh, does that. Well, uh, I on the one hand, nobody does it. On the other hand, I wonder why more people don't. Because the fact is, he's demonstrating that not only does it work, short term it has costs, but long term, he's not exactly losing, right? No, but he's also, he's a child of the internet in the sense that, like, he makes memes, he posts memes. Like, when you post that meme of Bill Clinton, excuse me, of Bill Gates next to the emoji of a pregnant man, and said, when you want to lose a boner real quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Because you can't even say, oh, fuck that guy. He's a dumbass. It's literally one of the smartest human beings alive and the wealthiest man alive. Right. And he's dunking on you on a, a platform that he owns now. Right. <laughs> There's that. I also, as much as it's juvenile. Um, I love it. There was I something. Juvenile. <laughs> I don't love it. No, it's it, the one where he, uh, he was asked for comment by... All right, I'm bored of it already.
Uh, I don't like the F words either. They bother me. I don't know why they can't put together a show without getting high and dropping F bombs every two seconds, but it is what it is. There's certainly Elon fanboys. They love them some Elon, right? And I'm not surprised. Elon's rich. He's hot. He's the Twitter guy. He can take your platform and you can go from, you know, 30,000 followers to a million followers just like that if he platforms you or retweets you. And that's what he does. He passes out the favors and he helps people like, you know, Ian Miles Chong and his favored people. Brett Weinstein is one of them. Joe Rogan is another one of them. Tucker Carlson is certainly one of them. And that's fine. Listen, that is this is this is the wild, wild west. This is the jungle. It's the way that it works. And he's using his influence and his power and his money. But they are, I mean, Brett is tickled pink. They think they have their own elites. They want their own elites. They don't, they, they're okay with the elites setting themselves above. And they're okay, clearly, with Elon Musk uh, experimenting on human beings and implanting their brains with chips, with Neuralink. They're completely fine with all of the, the subsidies. Elon Musk is the biggest welfare queen, the biggest corporate welfare queen on the face of the planet. Between all of his corporations, he gets so much federal money. All the the sustain the whole sustainability thing with the electric cars and the Tesla and everything, he cashed in. He is a transhumanist times 100. He is obsessed with what Klaus Schwab talked about in his statements at the World Summit 2024, merging the physical, the digital, and the biological. That is everything that Elon wants to do. He shares all of their goals about digital surveillance, digital dollars, digitizing human beings. So let's not be dumb about Elon. Let's take what he can do for us and appreciate it and use it, but let's not be fanboys giggling and tickled by how fun and funny and oh he's just a big kid oh and did you see his poop emoji that was what brett was going to talk about in the next statement i just got bored i get bored of grown men giggling and you know kissing the butt of another i, I just it's i'm not into it i think they look weak right like these are serious times like we're up the stakes are really freaking high right now I have three kids, a lot of you guys have kids, and we're moving into, a, we are moving into a year where they could collapse our dollar. Do you realize that? $32 trillion in debt. The US dollar is crashing and burning. They pull a couple levers, they raise interest rates just a little bit, just a smidgen at the Federal Reserve. They shut down a few supply lines. They shut down the Panama Canal. Do you know how much how important the Panama Canal is? Michael Yan and you know educated me on that off air, not during the show. Okay, they could collapse our economy in a minute if they wanted to, or if some of them wanted to. And these guys are joking around about how we need we need our new superhero, we need our dream team. That's what Brett calls it, of elites to go up against the bad elite. So what we need is the antithesis, right? Hegelian dialectic, the thesis and the antithesis. So who are the bad guys? Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, blah, blah, blah. Who are the new good guys? Elon Musk, Jordan Peterson. Notice Jordan Peterson is at the helm of forming this new global alliance 
to combat the bad global guys. We don't want a, our own new world leaders <laughs> and technocrats like Elon. We just want to be left alone. Okay, how about we do that? How about we go back to sovereign nations and borders? But do you see what they're doing? Tucker goes over, interviews Putin, and Putin says, yeah, this is inevitable. The chips in the brains. I love Elon. I want to negotiate with Elon. Oh, yes, you're very, very simple, United States of America. You think that, you know, sovereign borders and, and the way of the world is going to continue. Everything is changing, right? I mean, come on. So we're getting all of this propaganda from people who seem to be on our side. And they are on our side sometimes. Listen, Tucker just had a statement about uh, Ben Shapiro and about the Ukraine, their Ukraine war. Tucker Carlson thinks that we should pull out from the Ukraine war. I totally agree. So I'm thankful for him making that statement and we're making progress, okay? I don't want it to seem like I'm just bashing these guys all the time, but I don't want new elites. I don't want new megalomaniac control freak lunatic elites. And Elon is a weirdo. I'm just gonna say, he's just a weirdo. He's good at what he does, but you know what? If I had 17 gazillion dollars, I don't think he's that brilliant. I don't think he's nearly as brilliant as everyone thinks he is. I think he's smart. But just, oh my gosh, the fanboys, it's a little bit, eh. Let's go to break. I have more videos for you. They get better as we go on. We have 196 people watching right now on a Friday. By the way, Friday's very, very difficult to get an audience because everyone's out doing things. You're at lunch, you're getting ready for the weekend. Who wants to talk about news and politics and opinions on a Friday? But we're doing great. Uh, no help from the algorithms today on Rumble. So um, 197 live viewers right now on Rumble alone is amazing. If every one of you could give us a follow right now and a share and maybe even a comment, you will help us so much with that algorithm. And you might help us get over 200, which would be super fun when we come back <clears throat> from the break to finish out some of our videos. It's a video heavy, heavy day. When we come back, we're going to continue the best and the worst of the week as we close out the week here on the Shannon Joy Show. New details tonight on the 1960s. New details tonight on the 1963 assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. The alleged assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald, was involved in a CIA operation three months before the assassination. This project was said to be a covert CIA operation that was developing a top secret vaccine and or a biological weapon. What they're doing is they're trying to kill Castro. I'm just a patsy. In 1963, the world was a powder keg ready to explode. With the CIA holding a match to fuses on every continent. From Vietnam to Cuba, clandestine operations were being waged to preserve a fascist new world order, which emerged from the ashes of the Third Reich. Assassination teams within the CIA had their eyes on two sitting heads of state. Fidel, a few years earlier, had survived an agency-led coup d'etat. The other head of state, President John F. Kennedy, had scuttled that attempted overthrow and pledged to dismantle the agency, which was already planning his demise. U.S. soil was no longer sacred nor safe from the murderous reach of the CIA, which now reached ambitiously into the heartland of America 
and into the bayous of New Orleans. Not me, however, I'm a, a communist. A young girl found herself caught up in a clandestine covert operation to eliminate Fidel Castro. This wouldn't be a shot heard around the world, but rather a silent shot of super cancer-causing poison derived from a monkey simian virus called SV40. A team of fascists hell-bent on defeating communism directed by the CIA was formed in New Orleans. This den of vipers included the head of the National Cancer Society, the FBI's former head agent in mafia-controlled Chicago, and a paramilitary instructor who would bring in a double agent named Lee Harvey Oswald. This tale has everything from murder, espionage, a tragic love story, to bioweapons and the genesis of -of gain-of-function research. At the end of this, we'll have one dead doctor, multiple dead agents, and a dead president. I'm Shannon Joy. Stay tuned as I take you through the full story. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shannon and Joy Show. Before we get to more of my videos, the best and the worst of the week, had a lot of fun with the videos and the clips. I feel so empowered right now with my self-production that I can do it on my own. Um, really, really, really cool. And I, I like using the clips. It's it's fun. And I think I'm getting better at it. So um, thank you to everyone on the live chat for encouraging me. I see Jim Avid Golfer is with us. Uh, Winford Frank is with us. We have um, oh, a lot of you are joining. I love looking at your um, comments on the live chat. Join the live chat. Give us a thumbs up. We didn't quite get to over 200. So if you want to give us a thumbs up and a comment or a comment on the chat or follow the show, that's going to help us um, get over 200. So let's try to do that before we close out the show today. And we've got another 20 minutes or so before we are done here. Are done here. Jim Avid, Avid Golfer says, is gold really a good hedge against the crashing dollar? I think it is, Jim. I think that um, I'm kind of an everything but the kitchen sink kind of girl. So I save, number one, um, we try to be out of debt as much as we can in the family. And we try to save some cash. I always invest in gold. I have been investing in physical gold and um, for a very, very long time. In fact, I'm working on a new gold sponsor. By the way, we have a couple of brand new sponsors starting in March, which is super exciting. An amazing uh, cell phone company that does super, super secure, secure um, cell service. So if you're worried about Elon or Klaus or anyone in you know the interweb getting your communications, they specialize in super, super secure cell plans. So we're going to be rolling out that in March. And I'm also working really close to securing a gold sponsor. So I am, yeah, I am definitely, definitely down for gold. I like to promote gold on the show and have gold sponsors because I believe in it. And it's very, very real and organic um, belief in, in gold. But I think... Like I said, um, staying out of debt and really investing in like your human resources, right? The, 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 your most valuable resource is yourself and your mind, your body, your health, your children, your families, your community, your connections, right? When, when things go downhill and they go downhill fast, it's when you get really in tune with your community, your immediate community. And that's really, really important. Um, also being self-sufficient. I'm not a home stepper, setter or a prepper. 
um, just because I don't have the bandwidth to do it. I would like to do it, but my family's not really totally bought into it. And so it's not like they're going to be like, yeah, let's do this. So we have, we have things prepared and we have a place to go if things get really bad. But, um, you know, we don't do the whole prepping thing at, at the house a whole lot. We do a little bit of it. Um, but no, for, for gold, I like having, um, I save gold, I save physical gold. And then I also love, I mean, I'm really cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin and valuables and jewelry and things of value. I think all of those things, when things kind of, um, go crazy, that's when they increase in value. The point is to have as much money dispersed around in a million different ways, whether it's in your house, in your real estate, in land. I love land, love real estate. Uh, maybe you have a little bit, I have a 401k, I have a Roth IRA, I do that saving as well. I just think having everything spread around. That's just what I do. I am not a financial advisor. Do not take this as, as financial advice whatsoever. But the answer is yes, I think absolutely gold can be a hedge for a short period of time. It can potentially, if there is ever a collapse or a calamity, it could, for example, buy your food and pay your mortgage for three or four months if things get really, really bad. Um, and usually, and this is the good news, when there is a collapse, I mean, and this is, this is always, this is history, this is how it always happens. There's a collapse, things are really bad, a lot of people lose their shirts, some people starve to death, you know, that was in the olden, olden times. In recent history, that doesn't happen as often. And then things are really crazy. The store shelves are empty. You have a couple riots. You burn things down. There's a pandemic, right? Everyone gets sick. And then things even out. Things settle down and even out. And what you want to do, what, what everyone wants to do is survive that. Okay, there, we're not going to go into like a perma emergency where the next, you know, 20 years, if we're anything like human history, and I think that human history is cyclical, despite with these lunatics, these, these technocrats, they think they know everything, they think they're gods, they think that this is going to be like the new world. No, we're going to take some of the best technology, we're going to throw the rest away. Okay, they'll probably all inject themselves with such toxic stuff that they'll kill themselves off. Okay, so these people are not that smart. They, they think they're that smart, but they're not. Some of them are smart, but they're so narrowly smart that they don't even they don't even have street smarts. It's just that these people are not as strong as we give them credit for. And so the goal here is to survive and when the thing when everything falls apart. And we kind of saw we had kind of a test run with that during COVID-19. Everything fell apart. The government went crazy. Everyone went crazy. There were some shortages. There was a pandemic, right? Not really, but it led to very, very serious health outcomes for people who got vaccinated, right? Most people went in, they took the jab, they got the poison, and, and now they're in trouble. But a remnant, 25, 30% of us didn't do it, right? And so now we're healthy, we're surviving, while everyone else is, you know, not so great right now. So that was like kind of like a mini test run, but that's, that's at least how I see it. And I'm a student of history. Again, you guys know what I do. I've read the Bible chronologically back and forth a couple times. I read a lot of history books. I love history. And this is pretty much how it always plays out, give or take a little bit. The technology is always different, but humans are always the same. There's nothing new under the sun. And it gives me great peace and hope to know that someone much, 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 much smarter than myself, Michael Yon, came away with the same conclusions. And, and Michael Yon is brilliant. Brilliant. Speaks multiple languages writes books in Japanese, okay? 
um, has traveled the world, is a prolific writer, thinker, historian, philanthropist, tra you, I mean, you name it. And he comes away with the same, the same conclusion that I do. So really, you don't have to worry that much. Just get your get all your eggs in or, or all your eggs in a basket. Not all your eggs in a basket. Get all your stuff in order and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. But gold, I love gold. So hopefully, yeah, we're going to be, hopefully you're going to be bringing on a gold sponsor in March, which is super exciting. Got to keep this show sponsored. And you got to keep, <laughs> I got to keep the, the, the sponsorships coming in so that we can keep the lights on here at the Shannon Joy Show. By the way, make sure you go to shellshockcbd.com. Get your Shell Shock CBD and your Sleep Aid, the rack out. Use the promo code Shannon Joy. Would love to have him on again for another month as an advertiser as well. But he's got to see he's got to see the response. So let's go back to my videos here. Okay, so as I mentioned in the last sec in the last segment, like these guys are all joking around. The stakes are really high here. Um, the fanboying over Elon and oh, please be my new king, please be my new daddy from you know Joe Rogan and Brett Weinstein. A little bit cringe for me. Not really into that. And and the stakes are high though. This is from a, another good original gangster, ethical skeptic. I love the very 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 early COVID dissidents. Those are some of the best sources out there because they really had a lot to lose. And I'm talking March 2020, not the newcomers that came in 2021, though I appreciate them. The Brett Weinsteins, the Elon Musks, the Joe Rogans, the McCulloughs, and the Malones. We love them. We're thankful for them. But there were a lot of people in the dark days, and they really had a lot to lose. So those are some of the best sources out there. And Ethical Skeptic was one of those, an amazing substack. And you can take this stuff to the bank. One of the best out there in this reporting. He did a state of all things pandemic piece. And I mean, this is, it's bad. It's really bad. As of week five, 224, 3.94 years into the COVID-19 pandemic and its aftermath. And follow Ethical Skeptic on Substack, also on Twitter, where you can get this information. 1,619, I was wrong. I said 1.5 million. It's 1.6 million excess deaths. Oh no. Yeah, this is not, um, this isn't bears. This is excess, excess deaths have been recorded to date. Now, certainly the virus was a somewhat deadly pathogen, 6.6 6 times more deadly than the typical, right? However, the reader, reader will infer from the material below is the panic fueled, in some cases, malicious actions of those few in power who we saw grandstanding yesterday in the House Select Committee, led by one of those megalomaniacs, Representative Weinstrup, who is a Republican, by the way. It was the panic-fueled and, in some cases, malicious actions of those few in power which have served to precipitate the larger part of the total excess mortality during the pandemic as well as post-pandemic periods. So stay home, mask up, destroys your respiratory system, take the vaccine, destroys your immune system, stay away from everyone, close yourself down, that's depressive, you're not in the sunlight, right? The, the COVID-19 kill protocols on hospital floors and hospitals across the United States of America, the mass deaths that occurred in nursing homes, okay? All of these excess deaths, not to mention COVID-19 vaccine injury and death, the myocarditis, pericarditis, strokes, blood clots, cancers, neurological diseases, you name it, okay? The people who went bonkers bananas because of the lockdowns got depressed and committed suicide. 
or got addicted to drugs or alcohol, which then killed them, okay? That is what killed, that is what is responsible according to ethical, ethical skeptic, and he's right to the excess deaths. As of February, there have been 700,000 excess non-COVID natural cause deaths, primarily from the COVID-19 vaccines. And this is all sourced, every bit of this is sourced. From, um, as of February 3rd, 2024, 175,000 non-natural deaths, including sudden cardiac arrest, arrests and casual drug users. 374,000 excess deaths from malpractice and denial of treatment. Remember, they shut everything down. So people didn't get cancer treatments. They didn't get, they didn't get um, screenings. They didn't get chemo. I had a girlfriend who lived right down the street who wasn't getting her chemotherapy. She had cancer. Okay, they denied treatment to people, canceled screenings, and a lot of people were too scared to go in and even get treatment. And 300,000 excess deaths from what he says is the SARS-CoV-19 virus itself. Horrific. Okay, this is the serious, and this is why, this is why, despite the attempts by the Republican Party, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, all of the people on the committee, and even really people like Joe Rogan and Brett Weinstein, right? Because they're kind of moving on. They're moving on to politics. They're moving on to their new dear leader, Elon Musk. They're moving on to the border issues, right? They're not really pushing. Like they, right now, what we should be doing as a movement, as a medical freedom movement, is all coming together and hammering the politicians to have more hearings, more hearings, more hearings. Lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. We should be throwing everything but the kitchen sink at these people. We should be demanding, cornering Donald Trump and Joe Biden and forcing them to ask questions, right? But Con Inc. and Bizarro Con and this new, um, what Brett Weinstein calls the dream team of thinkers, the Jordan Petersons, the Joe Rogans, the Tim Pools, the Elon Musk, the Tucker Carlson's, the new elites, and I'm sure that Brett Weinstein himself would just love to be an elite, right? They're moving on. They're not using their power and their platforms to affect change and actually get to truth and justice. They're playing games and they're throwing us a bone with Marjorie Taylor Greene every once in a while, but it's not enough. Putin, you know, Tucker's in Russia touring their supermarkets. Is Tucker Carlson sponsored by Russia? <laughs> that supermarket, oh, the whole Tucker Carlson supermarket thing was just strange, strange. It's like he, he pushed it a little too far. Like, hey everyone, I'm in a Russian supermarket and look at this, Russia is so much better than the US. Look how much cheaper their prices are, right? My, my groceries in Russia cost half as much as my groceries in the United States of America. You should all come to Russia. Let's be like Putin, he's a great leader. They're like, what is up with that? Meanwhile, Russians make one-sixth. They earn like one-sixth of what Americans earn. They spend half of their salary on, on groceries. So his calculations were mistaken, and Tucker got ratioed hardcore on Twitter with community notes when he put that up because he, he got they got the, the currency um, calculation wrong. And it turns out that Russia's not that much better than the US. In fact, it's worse over in Russia. Um, I digress. 
But so these are the, so here's the deal. Like right now we're in this spot where the medical freedom movement needs now to push in and press in to the larger institutions, the political institutions to force them to address this. But we're fragmented and we're being led astray by our new elites, the dream team as composed by Brett Weinstein, which we just shouldn't do. Again, we appreciate Brett and everything that he has done and Elon, but we need more. <clears throat> And we're going to get more. And this is, you're going to love this clip because this was our good friend, Ed Dowd. Ed Dowd, by the way, is going to be on the Shannon Joy show in just a couple weeks. I have confirmed with his booker and he's one of my favorite guests. She responded that Ed always loves coming on my show and good. I love having him. And he's going to talk about excess mortality, but he's also, I mean, I'm going to ask him about the economy. I want to know, you know, his expertise. He was in BlackRock for 10 years. Um, he's escaped to Maui. He lives like a supernatural life in in Maui now, and he's out of it. But um, I really want to look at the financial aspect of what is around the corner. So make sure you follow the Shannon Joy Show right now on Rumble if you're watching so that you're alerted every time we go live. He was on with my other good friend, Maria Z. She's out of Australia. She's been on the show a bunch of times as well. She's amazing. And uh, when he was on with Maria Z, this is the good news, okay? We got to the, the bad and the ugly. Now we're going to get to the good news. Um, Ed Dowd doesn't believe that Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and by the way, I actually have a clip of the Trump v. Biden contest I'm going to play for you in a little bit, but uh, he doesn't believe that Donald Trump and Joe Biden are going to get away with shoving COVID-19, the response and the vaccine under the rug in the 2024 election. He thinks they're going to be pressed and he put down some numbers. And this is actually, I've been telling you guys this for a very, very long time. In fact, Peter McCullough and I, I think were the first to break some of these numbers. And that was like six or seven months ago. But I told you guys that this COVID-19 vaccine issue of injury and death is not going away. I don't care what any Republican tells you. Tom Massey, Chip Roy, I was on with them in their spaces. I know that they're hearing from their consultants and nobody cares about COVID anymore. It's not true. And that's why I asked them a very, very pointed question about pushing this agenda from their platforms because it's not over. I don't care what anyone says. There are too many bodies. There are too many bodies. This is what he had to say to Maria Z. Very, very informative here. We have Bobby Kennedy running, who is very vocal about the COVID-19 vaccine. And as we progress to the election year, I suspect that the other candidates, Biden and, and Trump, will have to address this issue because let's do the math. Let me do the math quickly. 25% of the U.S. didn't take the vaccine. They uh, were discriminated against very heavily. Their families shunned them. Their employers shunned them. This is a this is, a, this is a big issue for them they're not going to forget. And that includes both people on the red team and the blue team. And they're going to, this is a single issue voter uh, uh, thing for them. And they're going to back Bobby. So that's 25%. And they're going to be motivated to vote. Then we have the, the newly vaccine injured, which is about 18% in the U.S. Maybe half of those have figured out it's the vaccine. So that's another nine. That's 34% uh, of the uh, electorate in the U.S., where this is the big single biggest issue. But if you look at the mainstream media, if you look at the candidates, it's it's like it's the uh, third rail. No one ever talks about it. 34% of the voting American public 
This is why Bobby Kennedy is polling where he's polling. This is why mainstream news media headlines over the past week have pivoted. And they are now establishing Bobby Kennedy Jr. as a very, very serious candidate in 2024. You heard it here first on the Shannon Joy Show. What Ed Dow just said on, on Maria Z's program, we're going to talk about that when he comes on this show in just a couple weeks. That 25% in the United States of America is everything. And the fact that so many people have been injured by these vaccines because they were trying to do the right thing or they were mandated by their government. These people are passionate. These people are angry. And it's not just, I'm going to even expand on Ed Dow's number. Ed Dow's number. If you add the vaccine injured, you also have to add their spouses, their children, their loved ones, right? Because there are family members now who have to take care of the very seriously injured individuals. And they're just, they, they want answers. They want reparations. They want, um, you know, support from the government or support for their injuries from the CKIP or the VKIP. So this is not over. And I told you guys this. I told you guys this. This is why you come to the show. Mopar21222 says, Ed is amazing. He is amazing. He's a, a really great person. I know a lot of these people personally. I've met them. I've met them face to face at my summits when they come to Rochester, New York. And Ed is amazing. He's very wealthy. Doesn't need to be in the fight, but he's doing this because it's the right thing to do and uh, is right in his wheelhouse for being able to analyze those numbers. Yeah, he is absolutely. I mean, we are very, very lucky to have some of these people. Oh, you guys have some recommendations for really great sources on the live chat. Thank you so much, Clones, for being with us. Um, clones, Dr. Carrie Reams. Um, oh, yeah, they're tragically not with us. But Catherine Austin Fitz and Peggy Hall are consistent, deep thinkers. I hear a lot about Catherine Austin Fitz and Peggy Hall, and I would love to have them on the program. I'll see if I can reach out to them. Um, random rule, agreed, Shannon, long-term emergency collapse is highly improbable. Yeah, that doesn't usually happen. 100%. All right, let's get to, let's go to break real quick. We have a couple more minutes on the show and I have a couple more videos to inspire you. But yeah, that was excellent uh, from Ed Dowd. When we when Ed Dowd, when we come back, we're going to um, finish up with a couple really inspiring videos. A man named John Watts was able to get in front. He was able to get a forum on national television in the UK addressing Rishi Sunak, who is the prime minister of the United Kingdom. And this guy, John Watt, just took him down. It's going viral. It's been shared millions of times. This is why I continue to tell you, when you see the passion of John Watt, and also people like George Watt Sr., who has been on this show, people who have lost their loved ones, people who have been permanently debilitated by these vaccines, when you understand their passion. By the way, Polly Tommy and, and the folks over at Children's Health Defense, they're taking a bus across the United States of America. And every time they plant that bus, bus in a town or city, it's the vaxxed bus. All right. People are pouring out, sitting on the bus, telling their stories. In fact, I have a story here that I'm not going to get to, but we'll do it next week of what the nurses saw. Okay. The passion is all there. None of it is dissipating. Aaron Siri is working as hard as ever. Bobby Kennedy Jr. and the folks over at Children's Health Defense, the people fighting this in the courts, 
fighting this in the streets, okay, in the US, none of that stopped. They're pretending this isn't existing, that this doesn't exist. They want this to go away. It's not gonna go away. And when we come back, you're gonna see um, the passion here and it's going to inspire you. And then I have one more video and then we're done. We're done with the show. We'll be back in a moment right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Hey everyone, just want to pause for a moment to thank our sponsors over at Shell Shock CBD. That is shellshockcbd.com. Make sure you use the promo code Shannon Joy for 10% off all of their products. We love this company and I want to draw your attention today to a study that I found from 2014 published at NIH. This is a double-blind randomized placebo-controlled parallel group study of THE CBD spray and peripheral neuropathic pain treatment. And in the conclusion of this study, they found, and I quote, these findings demonstrate that in a meaningful, a meaningful proportion of otherwise treatment-resistant patients, clinically important improvements in pain, sleep quality, and SGIC of the severity of their condition are obtained with the, C the THC CBD spray. So as you know, we've been talking about the medicinal benefits of CBD. I use a non-THC CBD product called Rackout from Shellshock CBD that has me sleeping like a baby. And there are more and more studies out there showing that CBD is a really great alternative for people who want to stay off pharmaceutical products. And that's why I love the folks over at Shellshock CBD. They have a whole variety of tinctures and creams and gummies and CBD products, both THC and non-THC, which is what I use, that are helping people to ease of a whole variety of problems, whether it's stress, anxiety, sleeplessness, or even pain. They have the topical cream called Topical Thunder that people swear by. The reviews are fantastic. And as I've mentioned, the Rackout Gummies, which is what I use when I can't sleep. It's an amazing product. I would love for you guys to try it out. If you go to shellshockcbd.com, that's shellshockcbd.com, you can get some of their products, the gummies particularly, in sample packs so that you don't have to buy and invest in the whole product. You can try it out, see it if you like it. And as John Burke always says, if you are not completely satisfied, they always give you a 100% money back guarantee. That is how confident they are in their products over at Shellshock CBD. So please support the companies that support the Shannon Joy Show. Go to shellshockcbd.com right now today. Put in that promo code Shannon Joy and uh, begin to experience the benefits of the medicinal um, benefits of uh, Shell Shock CBD. We'll be back in a moment. And we are back. Welcome back to the final segment of the Shannon Joy Show on this Friday. I don't know about all of you. I am ready for the weekend. I am ready to rest and relax and spend time with the kiddos and devastatingly handsome Dr. Joy. And then we'll be back on Monday raring to go. It's going to be a break week for my kids. So next week might be a little bit short. I might take a couple days off. Um, and I'm not really sure how to run reruns. My production team used to do that. If I can do it, I will. If not, we're just going to have to take the days off and, and you'll just have to do without the Shane and Joy show for a couple days. But it is February break for the kids and for my husband. So we're going to be we have a big, I don't know if you guys know, but my kids are big um, beach volleyball players. We are transitioning. We recently transitioned 
from indoor volleyball. They've played their entire lives. We travel all over the country for volleyball. Um, both my kids won. They led their teams to state championships this year in New York State. Proud mom right here. That's indoor. And this year we have transitioned to exclusively, for the most part, to beach volleyball, beach doubles. And so they train, you know, two, three days a week. And we're going to go out to an AVP clinic in Syracuse this weekend to be with them. So that's going to be super fun. We have a couple other volleyball things that we're going to be doing over um, the course of February break. So we'll let you know. You're, there will be at least three shows, three live shows next week at the very least probably four, but I'll let you know on Monday and I can do it everything, anything I want. Cause I've gone rogue and I'm the only boss here. Right. So I produce myself. So there's, you know, it's just you. I mean, you guys are my boss and my advertisers and sponsors are kind of my bosses. Right. But when we need to take a day off, we'll take a day off. Um, random roll. We're going to get to our last videos in just a moment. Um, you guys are going to love this video from John Watt, by the way, John Watt and I obviously follow each other on Twitter and I'm talking to him. I'm hopefully going to get him on the Shannon Joy show, maybe next week, maybe the, maybe the week after I'm working on him. I'm still working on David Martin, by the way. He's strong arming me or he's stiff arming me, right? I, I know some of his people and I thought it was going to be pretty easy because we have all the same friends, um, but he isn't responding. So I'm still going to work on Dr. David Martin. I haven't forgotten about that. And I'm also working on... Uh, um, Christine Anderson as well. She's just really busy. So we love her. She's amazing. She'll come on the show anytime. It's just a matter of, you know, fixing the schedules and they're in different time zones and they're always traveling. So it's, it's really hard to track her down, but I'm going to be working on all of them. But, uh, John Watt has agreed to come on the show too. So we're going to hear from him, but I just want to answer some of your questions. Okay. Random rule. I wanted to answer this question because you've asked this multiple times on the live chat and I do want to address it. Um, would you consider interviewing Karen Kingston? Her research seems to be amazing, but everyone ignores her. You're on the same page with her spiritually. I believe she is ex-Big Pharma. Uh, yeah, Karen Kingston did some really great work. Um, she exposed a lot with Big Pharma, and I think it was really important work in the early days of COVID-19, the lockdowns, and the rollout of the, of the COVID-19 vac uh, vaccine. However, she, along with a there are a couple people within the medical freedom movement that um, just continually call out by name and attack other people in the medical freedom movement. And you guys know I'm really, really super protective of the medical freedom movement and independent media and keeping it together as best as we possibly can, right? Avoiding the infighting. You guys saw my show yesterday. Uh, there's constantly this attempt, and a lot of it, it has to do with misunderstandings, it has to do with proximity, it has to do with egos, it has to do with a whole host of things. Sometimes it's change agents coming in and planting seeds of division and trying to divide, and I can't really put my finger on how it works. I just know that the medical freedom movement and the people, again, I know a lot of them, I've made it a point to host them, to bring them here to Rochester, New York, to meet them personally, to go to their events, because I believe you've got to be in physical proximity of a person. You've got to meet them face to face. You've got to understand who they are, get to know them to really get the full scope of what they're doing. And um, so there are a lot of disagreements. I will just tell you right now, within the medical freedom community, lots of really smart scientists, really smart doctors, medical doctors. They have a wide 
array of political views and cultural views. They're from different continents. They have different socioeconomic backgrounds, different areas of expertise, you name it. We also have philosophers, thinkers, poets, psychiatrists, psychologists, people who run think tanks. I mean, you name it. We've got everything but the kitchen sink in this medical freedom movement. People like myself. I'm like one of the dumb ones, okay? I'm on the periphery and I just kind of watch all of the smart people do their thing. So it's 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 everything. And and they are going to have I have seen them in person have absolutely vicious disagreements about um, the science of something or or this or that. I've seen it happen and then they come together after and they shake hands and but this is a space that is very open to dispute and, and debate. Um, but when you go out, like she kind of went out and she's one of a handful, and there are a handful of them who I think have done really great work, but they've come out and they name names and they really, really make vicious attacks against some of the people of the people in the medical freedom movement. They will call them pedophiles. They will attack their character. They will call into question, even if it's a sincerely held difference in belief about a certain thing, um, they will make accusations. They will pull um, very vague and random things that they have said and use it to attack them. And it's just terrible. And I've seen it happen. And I just, I don't want to elevate or platform Karen had some difficulties about a year ago. Um, she disappeared somewhere in down south, um, went to a different country, and and basically made a video. She accused Robert Malone of trying to kill her. And she demanded that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and um, some other people like find Robert Malone and tell him to call off his assassins. It was a really kind of bizarre thing. And so we're praying, we were praying for her. I think that she's, she's better now and um, she's still doing her work and I value her work and I think that it's good, but I just don't, I just want this, you know, ad hominem attacks in any situation at any time are never good. And really all we have right now, we have the remnant in the United States of America, the 25% of us who did not take the COVID-19 vaccines and the people who represent us whether it's with platforms or think tanks or um, organizations, children's health defense, political action groups, people like Mary Telly Bowden, that's all we have. That's the only thing that we have against the left and the right, the medical industrial complex and those crazy Klaus Schwab people. So at least for right now, from my perspective, we just got to keep this together. And and that is, it, it really, it, that's one of my, my top, top, priorities as best as I can is to make sure that that this movement for the most part is is sticking together and that leaves that must leave a lot of room for disagreement about the nature of the virus whether it was built in a lab whether there was a pandemic or not right what the right course of action is to correct all of this some people are like oh you got to repeal the laws other people are like, oh no, you gotta win on the science. Other people are like, oh no, you gotta tr elect Trump. Like everyone has an idea about what the right way to do it. I'm kind of like everything but the kitchen sink. I guess that should be the name of the show today because I've used that a million times. But I'm basically an all of the above kind of girl. And I'm not gonna call your baby ugly. So if you really wanna go down a route that I don't think is gonna be that effective in combating COVID 
19 misinformation or disinformation and getting to a reckoning, then I'm just going to keep my criticism quiet. I might think you're going down a wrong road, but hey, you know what? I'm not going to call your baby ugly. Go ahead and do it. Try it. You know, a lot of people are out there lobbying Republicans. And I'm kind of sitting here like, <laughs> that's never going to work. Good, good luck with that one. They're like, oh, I have a meeting with Donald Trump and we're going to influence. I'm like, that's not going to happen. And I just think that to myself, right? But I don't want to discourage them either. Like maybe someone will get through to Trump. I don't know. Who am I to say that that's not going to work? So we need to have less of like judging each other's ideas and saying this is going to work and that isn't going to work and more of supporting each other in general, unless you do something bananas, right? So if Peter McCullough comes out tomorrow and is like, you know what? I changed my mind. I think everyone needs to get a COVID-19 vaccine right now. Or if there's a new pandemic, you know, a disease acts, and all of a sudden he comes out and he's like, you need to take this vaccine right now and it's going to be ready in six months. And it's Peter. I love Peter McCullough, right? But I'm like, no, I'm not going to take it. So um, unless they do something like that, then I think that we should give them a wide berth. That's just my position. Right. And unfortunately, there are some people and that doesn't mean that Karen, I mean, you know, if she wanted to reach out to me or if you wanted to facilitate a talk or something, I'm always open to that. But I mean, there are some pretty seriously vicious attacks against uh, a guy that I just don't think I just don't think deserves them. And I know people have their ideas about Dr. Malone and, um, you know, what they you know, who he they think he is. And I'm just telling you, honestly, I don't share them. I haven't seen enough and I haven't seen evidence of it. I could be wrong, right? We could all be wrong. So random role, that's a really long answer to <laughs> your very short question. Oh, and you said, yes, thanks, Shannon and Rekara, and I understand what you're saying. The pedophile thing was way overboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think we just need to clean that up a little bit, and then let's move up. And I don't, listen, I don't ever write, I don't ever write off anyone, okay? People make mistakes. People say dumb things. I say dumb things. Um, for the most part, I mean, I would have, listen, I would have Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino called me a piece of, you know, a piece of S and um, no, a piece of trash and full of, of, you know what, right? And he was like super nasty to me. I'd have him on my show in a second. I'd ask him tough questions, but I'd have him on my show. So I like, you know, even people that I have criticized on the show, I guarantee you, I would, I would host them here. So there's always room for reconcil reconciliation. And I just think in general, more speech, more speech, more speech, even hard speech, even when it's difficult and you disagree, we want more of it, um, not less. So that's my, that's my response. So let's do, um, let's do my videos, my final videos. Did you get, do you guys like my videos today? The good, the bad, and the ugly, like all of, uh, the best of the best. I had a lot of fun with them and we could do this every Friday if you guys want, but I just really enjoyed collecting them and playing them for you. And I like listed them out on my show prep with little comments and it was kind of fun. Um, so we got Ed Dowd, we got Brett Weinstein and Joe Rogan. And I agree with Michael Yan. Joe Rogan needs to get off the pot. I don't know. I just think, I think that being a pothead makes you dull, just not as sharp as you could be. And I feel like in these times we have to be sharp, you know? Like we gotta keep ourselves together here and we gotta be on you know full alert. So let's do yes, this is going to inspire you. Don't you all want to get into you know, as I watched these um FDA officials 
and government health officials on this panel yesterday. Again, remember, I couldn't sleep. I was up super late. And yes, I watched two hours of the House Select Committee questioning on the response to COVID-19. And uh, this was the, the mismanagement of the vaccine adverse event reporting system and also the compensation system for people who were injured. And it was just mind numbing. And I wanted to like, I wanted to jump into the TV and grab one of those microphones out of the hands of those dolts that were asking the stupidest questions you could ever imagine of these guys and just and just like give them a piece of my mind. Like that's what I wanted to do. Isn't that what you, I mean, I dream about that, like getting, or not even me, getting Aaron Siri and Ed Dowd and some of these people on a panel to like question these guys and box them in. Like you just want that to happen. Well, in this case, a guy from the UK, his name is John um, Watt, he was able to get himself into a nationally televised forum. And this was with Rishi Sunak, who is the prime minister of the United Kingdom. And also, by the way, the leader of the conservative party. Okay, so the problem right now is not the Democrats in in the UK or in, in uh, the United States of America. It's the Republicans who are running cover for the Democrats and not allowing these things to get through. But uh, John Watt was able to get in front of Rishi Sunak, who is a, again, huge lockdowner, proponent, vaccine proponent. You know, he's drinking all the Kool-Aid. And uh, John Watt was vaccine injured. This is what he had to say. This is going to inspire you. Hi, Rishi Sunak. I've got so much to say, but such little time. My name is John Watt, and I'm one of the COVID vaccine injured in this country. Injured. I want you to look into my eyes, Rishi Sunak, and I want you to look at the pain, the trauma, and the regret I have in my eyes. We have been left with no help at all. Not only am I in here that's vaccine injured, there's another man over there whose life's been ruined by that COVID-19 vaccine. I know people who have lost legs, amputations. I know people with heart conditions like myself, Rishi Sunak. Why have I had to set up a support group in Scotland to look after the people that have been affected by that COVID-19 vaccine? Why are the people who are in charge, who told us all to do the right thing, have left us all to rot and left me and the thousands and the tens of thousands in this country to rot? Rishi Sunak, look me in the eye. When are you going to start to do the right thing? The vaccine damage payment scheme is not fit for purpose. In Scotland right now, according to the yellow card system, there are over 30,000 people that have had an adverse reaction to that vaccine. And okay, deaths. J John, thank you very much indeed for your question. It's time for you to start doing the right thing, yes. Mr Rishi Sunak. And the there you go. You, you, there you go. You've made a really strong... And there you go. That is the demeanour. That is the passion. That is a real human reaction to what was done to us and our friends and our family. That is what has been dulled in Americans, in Europeans. We have been convinced and conditioned and beat down and abused to the extent where we don't have a natural emotional response to the, the atrocities that were committed against us. And this is because we're being gaslit by Trump, we're being gaslit by Biden, we're being gaslit by conservative media. I include Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, Glenn Beck, some of the biggest talkers, biggest thinkers in the conservative movement. 
Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire. We have suppressed what should be a very normal and a very passionate reaction. When someone injures you, harms you physically, when someone forces you to cover your nose or your mouth, when someone forces you into your home, when they abuse your children by forcing them to cover their nose and their mouth, when they force an injection into your arm, a poison, a toxin, an experimental countermeasure, and that injures you, the response shouldn't be like, oh, well, let's get my next booster. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Oh, well, we just need more government bureaucrats and officials to tally up all the vaccine injured and dead. We need a bigger FDA. We need a bigger NIH. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Watch the sentiment of the Republicans who are leading this House Select Committee on their, their response to COVID-19. Okay? There is no passion. These are broken bodies. It is such a cold and disgusting and evil, evil system that has been built around us. And I appreciate John Watt because that was the correct response. We should be raging against this. We should be alarmed about this. We should be putting every ounce of our energy at the local, state, and federal level and fighting all of this, exposing all of it, holding everyone accountable, accountable as best we can. We should be afraid of them trying to do this again to us. Our response should be passionate. It should be real. But that's been dulled. Our senses have been dulled. We've been conditioned to accept abuse. It's like, it's like a, a, an abused spouse where we don't think we deserve the truth. We don't deserve justice. We don't deserve good government, good governance. We shouldn't even expect the government to save us or help us or do what they say they're going to do. We don't expect politicians to do anything they say they're going to do. We allow them to lie to us, to laugh at us, to fleece us, to steal our money, our livelihood, our, our children's futures. We just hand it to them because they divide us D versus R. And we think that somehow the Democrats are scarier than the Republicans. Oh, we can't have four more years of Biden, really? The last year of Trump was the worst year of my life ever. It was the worst year of everyone's life. Everything he did that was even marginally good, he erased on March 15th of 2020. You think it's gonna be better? Bravo to John Watt. I'm glad he got in front. He said, look me in the eye, Vichy Sunak. Look me in the eye. We need to be human again. We need to be human again. They want to throw the technocracy at us, the AI, the merging of the physical, the digital, and the biological, to quote Klaus Schwab. A world where big data and quantum mechanics 
and artificial intelligence rules everything. No, I don't want that. And we have to stop being stupid and stop letting people manipulate us and stop looking for heroes. Whether it's Elon Musk or Brett Weinstein or Joe Rogan, they're not your heroes. Use them for what you need them for. Push things into their platforms. Make them platform things that we want to hear about. Make them work for you. This whole, I'm going to think this. I'm going to, I'm going to go to Russia and uh, go to their supermarket because Tucker Carlson told me the Russian supermarkets are better than the United States supermarkets. Like what? Mark Levin says vote for Trump, so I'm going to do it. Screw the guy, the candidate in Florida, who actually fought against COVID-19 protocols. All right? We've got to stop doing that. I want to encourage you guys to stop doing that. Right? We can have these forums. I can bring you information. You can agree with me or disagree with me. Right? But I would never want you to go, I'm going to vote for this person because Shannon said to vote for them. None of us should do that ever, 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 ever. We should do our own research and follow our own instincts and use our own intuition and wisdom and knowledge and knowledge of history to make decisions. Because the stakes are too high. Because we're talking about life and death. Because we have an opportunity in 2024, especially in the United States of America, which is unique to the, to the world. 25% of us refuse the COVID-19 vaccines. A 30% block of the United States of America, voting citizens would put COVID-19, I guarantee it, at the very top. And I don't care what the Republican pollsters are telling you. Bobby Kennedy would not be polling in the high 20s if people were satisfied with their choices between Trump and Biden, okay? So I don't care what the Republican consultants are telling you. They're lazy, and I'm talking about conning too. Viva Frey, Robert Barnes, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, love them all. They're great. They're completely wrong. They think they know politics. They think that they can have access. They think that they're going to be in the inner circle. And a lot of these people think that they can attract the attention of Elon Musk or Donald Trump and cash in. You're not going to. You're just going to sell your soul by carrying water for them. We should be journalists. We should be independent. Yeah, we have to run a business. You guys know. I ask you for donations every day on this show. <laughs> At theshinandjoy.com, by the way. Go to theshinandjoy.com and make your monthly contribution. Just kidding. You guys know I have advertisers, wellness company, QP Goat Soap, Shell Shock CBD. We're bringing on a couple new advertisers in March. You have to pay the bills, okay? I do have to pay my mortgage. And I have three kids who need to go to college. So, yeah, that's a component. It shouldn't drive everything. And no, it's not just a business. I'm an activist first. I've always been an activist first. I'm a believer first. I'm a believer first. I'm an organizer and activist. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. And then it's a business. I've got to do all those things first, satisfy all those things before I come to you guys every day. Okay? And I just want, I want to encourage 
my colleagues in conservative media and independent media, don't back down. Don't give these politicians a wide berth. Don't give them the benefit of the doubt. Politicians with me never get the benefit of the doubt, ever. They're very different than scientists or doctors or people sticking their neck out to tell the truth about something. Politicians went to you, they asked for a vote, they raised money off of you, they tax you to oblivion, they make you promises, and they owe us answers. That's when, why when Ron DeSantis came on my platform, he did not get easy questions. And let me tell you, Ron DeSantis, by the way, is the only politician that will come on the Shannon Joy show at all. None of them. I, you know, I can start reaching out to Tom. I've reached out to Justin Amash, Tom Massey, Chip Roy at times, or his people. I've reached out um, to a lot of, you know, political people. They will not come on the show. Vivek Ramaswamy came on my show over the summer. I asked him really hard questions too. No one gets a pass in this forum. That's why no one comes on this forum. Because, um, and I'm very respectful. I'm never mean, but I ask hard questions when I think that hard questions need to be asked. And so thank you to John Watt for showing, number one, for never giving up. Number two, for despite his vaccine injury and the debilitating injury that has completely changed his life, thank you, John Watt, for standing up for your fellow man, and taking care of those people when Vichy Sunak doesn't have time to do it. Thank you for getting into that forum. Thank you for being courageous enough to get in his face and look him in the eye and ask him hard questions. We need more of that. We need that passion. We need that demeanor. And I hope that that made you guys angry. It made me angry, but in a good way. Because now I'm like raring to go, right? And I hope you are too. At the end of the day, and I, this is my last video, we're going to close out the show. Why am I doing two-hour shows? Oh my gosh. I just keep going and going and going. Um. I can talk. That's one thing I can do for sure. There's a lot going on up here. <laughs> can you tell? Um, one more video before we close out the Shannon Joy show. And this one, I just absolutely loved. We started out um, the week talking about the Super Bowl. And really the most controversial ad on the Super Bowl was the Jesus He Gets Us ad, which was a hodgepodge of woke ideologies wrapped in the bastardization of the Gospels and the scripture, the Gospels of Jesus Christ and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It was heretical. It was blasphemous. And yeah, all of the things. Um, and we started the show off this week talking about that ad. It made a lot of waves. Steve Dace has a great column on that. And he had a great response on his program. If you want to go check out Steve Dace, he's amazing on the place. And as irritated as I get, by the way, with Glenn Beck. Uh, for not talking about the things that I think he should be talking about. Um, he does give a great platform and provides a great platform for uh, two of the best out there, Daniel Horowitz and Steve Day. So I'm always thankful for that. And um, yeah, so we started the week out with, you know, irritation at, and you know, it was the, the, here was the thing about that ad. The worst thing about that ad is that it was funded and backed by evangelical Christians, the guy who owns Hobby Lobby, who is that you know the super Christian retailer that won't give birth control to their employees and goes to the Supreme Court over that, and so on and so forth, right? This guy is 
like to the tune of, of tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions behind the organization that created this completely. I mean, it was a, it was, it was a complete bastardization, totally false of the gospel of Jesus Christ, basically saying that you have to wash the feet of um, criminals and transgenders and um, like drug. It was just, it was just a terrible ad. So there was a, we're going to finish today because again, when I say they're not going to come and save you and the answers aren't in Washington, DC and um, all of those things really at the end of the day, very early on, I would say two weeks into COVID-19 into the lockdown, um, I went into like a total depression. Once it happened, I knew, I just knew, I knew that nothing was ever going to be the same ever in the country. Uh, for whatever reason, that was my, my instinct. And I think I was right about it. But um, I was very, very, very disturbed when the lockdowns happened. And very shortly after, I think it was probably two to four weeks after, I was, um, you know, I was uh, texting a lot and talking a lot to Daniel Horowitz and uh, Steve. And I tweeted out, basically, only God can fix this. Only, only God. That's it. it we, are, we are so bad. There, everything is so corrupt. Everything. Trump, the Republicans, MAGA, Con Inc., the Democrats, the Socialists, the Progressives, the government, everything. It's so corrupt that really the only answer is going to be an awakening and it's going to be, it's going to be Amer the American people just crying out to God. Only God can fix this. And, and I tweeted that out and it got, you know, got some pretty good response. But I still believe that. And so there's a pastor, and this is what we're going to end on. And I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. And I hope that you'll remember our sponsors. Please go to Shellshock CBD. And they have uh, supplements too. In fact, I just ordered a big supplement package. They have um, these nice gummies. And so when I get it, I will show you guys. But uh, they have a ton of stuff, a lot of non-THC, but also the THC stuff. And yeah, the CBD rackout is amazing. So please remember our sponsors. QPGoatSoap.com, the promo code is JOY, and ShellShockCBD, promo code there is SHANNONJOY for 10% off. And of course, if you want to contribute directly to our efforts here, the we did it, 201, 201 viewers on a front, 218, look at that, on Rumble. I've been looking at the, the accounts all show long. I'm like, why can't I get over 200. We just did. So that's awesome. On a Friday with no platforming on the um, editor's pick or any of the, the pages is that's really, really good. So thank you guys so much. Um, so yes, uh, this pastor from the UK, UK released his version of the He Gets Us video. And it was really powerful. It's one minute long. And I just loved it. This is the biblical version of Jesus. This is the Christ that I worship. And I know a lot of you, you might not be Christians um, who are watching the show today, uh, but this was just really inspiring. And this was definitely a better representation and a more biblical representation of Jesus. And so this was his version of He Gets Us. His handle is at J underscore Bambrick, if you want to follow this guy, and I also tweeted him out on Twitter as well. But let's just take a look at this as we finish up the show. Um, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend here, and we will be back to do it all again on the Shannon Joy Show.
Hey everyone, Shannon Joy for Connecta Mobile. So when I started my show 10 years ago, I would talk to my friends about privacy and the Fourth Amendment, and they would look at me like I had three heads. Now, fast forward to 2024, post-COVID, and everyone is talking about privacy. We are freaked out by AI, grossed out by government surveillance, and very aware that data is the new gold. Combine that with the new reality that your whole life and all of your data is on your phone and in the palm of your hands, making you a sitting duck for common hackers, corporate hustlers, or government spies. Are you going to let them get away with that? Well, I'm not. And that's why I use my Connecta mobile phone as the official business phone for Joy Media. That's because Connecta is the only phone company that specializes in security and privacy above all else. Call Connecta Mobile today and talk to a real person who lives in the United States about securing your devices and communications for as little as $35 a month. Their basic plan includes device encryption, encrypted text, and data, also a free phone. That's just the beginning. Call 941-246-2156 to talk to a representative. That's 941-246-2156. Or go to phone123.com slash joy today. That's phone123.com slash joy. Get securely connected today only with Connecta.